podcast where we discuss the television show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me, as always, is his wife, Penny. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Um, you know, I, I won't go into the news story that I've been oh talking about all day because I'm sure you don't want to discuss it one minute further. No, I don't. But I would like to just mark this day in history. You know, we're doing this day-by-day podcast. You know, we, we just lived through the worst day in history couple of weeks ago i think we need to mark today as the day that possibly the stock market goes haywire forever yes it is thursday january 28th 2021 and interesting things are happening but i it's not for this podcast to discuss i guess no no because it bores me and it'll probably put me to sleep yeah oh jeez. oh man that's loud yeah i know this is a topic that doesn't really interest you so we'll save that conversation for another day but uh, this episode, uh, really good. This episode flew by for me, to tell you the truth. Like, it was near the end. I'm like, oh, wait, what? The episode's over already? I don't know why, but for whatever reason, this episode flew by. Yes, it did. And I think the reason why is I was just reading on IMDb that they did pack a lot. They packed a lot into 40 minutes of this episode. So there are so many different storylines that all come together and kind of um, are part of the big picture. Yeah, it starts out as kind of a monster of the week thing, and it slowly morphs into a bigger picture of everything thing, right? Yeah, it says, you know, the fact that this horseman, Dean being empty, Sam, his issues, and the fact that John and Mary were made to be together. Yeah, there's a lot of exp- explanation in this on the overarching story if you've been watching not so much like maybe progressing the story forward but maybe like explaining what has happened up to now right and uh kind of i don't know stuff into the future i guess um oh hey i did have a topic wrote down that i want to talk about real quickly (laughs) the wrong missy what'd you think of that movie It was okay. I mean, it's a cute movie. Okay, we watched it the other day. I always heard that those Adam Sandler movies, uh, you know, basically he takes his family and his friends on vacation to Hawaii and they shoot a film and everyone just, like, has fun and grabs a paycheck and then they head home. I mean, they're just churning these things out, like, endlessly now. It was really cute. You know, the story is what it is, but a lot of good jokes. I liked it. So, uh, The Wrong Missy. Uh, It's on Netflix, I think. Go check it out. Even, you know, if you're not even into Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler is not in it, but it's like his whole cast and characters, you know, same people you see in all of his films. Yeah, David Spade's in it, um, Adam's wife is in it. Who is that guy? I can't... You can do it all night long! Yeah, I can never think of his name. He was in it. Uh, Yeah. Uh, The uh, the other guy with the wacky eyeballs in it, you know, that looks side... Like, yeah, pretty much if you've seen a couple of his old movies, you'll watch this and be like, oh, wait, is that guy? Yeah. So, yeah, go check it out. All right, let's get back into this. I'm sorry, I just had to bring that up. I wrote it down as something I wanted to discuss before I forgot about it. No worries. So let's start with the recap. Uh, It's the future. They show us the future where the virus, like, plagued everything and turned everything into a hellscape. Uh, They discussed the ring that they clipped off of the, the horseman's finger um, the whole thing about blood giving Sam power and uh, his addiction to it. Uh, then pretty, pretty much like Dean's whole uh, take on this thing. Being Sam and Dean sucks and Dean's just really over it already. That was the re- that was the gist I got from the recap. What'd you get? 
Exactly. I put recap for Horseman, Dean Dunn. <laughs> but you're right. I did mention that, you know, Sam was addicted at one time to demon blood and uh, and things like that. The Croton virus, that the future looks pretty grim if Sam and Dean don't play their roles as Gabriel told them they should. But we'll see how that all works out. So the episode starts, we, there's two people coming home from a date. Uh, first, they look like they're not really into each other all that much. Uh, the dude asks if they if she'd like to go out on Valentine's Day, which is always iffy if you're a brand new relationship and then asking to go out on Valentine's Day. What a minefield of, yeah. of, of possible hurt feelings on all sides in that situation. <laughs> um, they kiss, you know, I think it's like a little peck on her forehead at first. It seemed well, like... Well, like, no, they kiss. There was a mouth kiss. It was a mouth-to-mouth, but then they go back in mouth-to-mouth, and they're like just full-on making out. The camera switches to inside, and it looks like things are going to be sexual. Uh, they take their tops off, and she like accidentally, or maybe not accidentally, she kind of bites into his neck, and you can see a little bit of blood. And then basically she's like i want you inside of me and then he bites her and is like i want you inside of me and then they're all into it eating i mean they're like eating each other here uh here's here's my joke they're eating each other army hammer style <laughs> that's a good one um yes people if you haven't heard uh actor army hammer seems to have a bit of a fascination with cannibalism and it's somehow linked to his sexuality it is so dark and grim and gruesome that is yeah when you listen to some of the things his exes have to say it's like ew gross like i can get i can get down with like really dark far out there fantasies and you know this guy has grown up in wealth his entire life you your uh your kind of pleasure centers like get blown out you don't know right from wrong and you don't know what excites you and like cannibalism might turn into like the one last excitement in his life right um which is fine until you start like looking around for doctors to remove ribs from your girlfriend so you can have a barbecue yeah that's that's (laughs) that's where i like to draw the line no um i i really hope that he gets help soon (laughs) Yeah, it kind of takes it back to fried green tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and then uh, fun fact. So Army Hammer, uh, the actor, his grandfather's name was Armand Hammer. And he got tired of people asking him if he is the Armand Hammer uh, baking soda. Or right. What is, not baking soda. Yeah, yeah, it is. Or baking, no, yeah, baking it isn't soda. baking powder. Baking, baking that's soda. A yeah, the baking soda company. He got so sick of being asked if he was uh, the guy that owned that company that he went and bought the company. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> yeah, now I am. Can you imagine having enough cash on hand to be like, oh, I think I'll buy Arm & Hammer. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, enough of that. The Stinger graphic happened, so start of the episode. We see Sam is investigating. Uh, he's talking to the person that found these two dead bodies, uh, the lady was dead, but she says that the guy was still chewing. <laughs> Mostly dead, but still chewing. Yeah, that's really gross. Oh. <laughs> um, she says that the girl, her name was Alice. I don't think it really matters. But, no. Uh, says that she was a really nice girl. This is very odd that, like, she still had a promise ring on, that she wasn't going to have sex until she was married. This was actually her first date in months. 
So for these two to like go off in some sort of wild, crazed sexual cannibalism thing <laughs> is completely bizarre. Yeah, not her character whatsoever. <laughs> well, who's per- who would? Well, yeah, whose character would that be? <laughs> Other than Army Hammer. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> if you find him, you're like, mm, I knew one day to catch up with him. What a what, what a weirdo. <laughs> Sam's uh, Sam comes back to the hotel. Uh, Dean was he re- he reports in that he was with the coroner's office and uh, getting an update said that both of the victim's stomachs were completely full of flesh like like thanksgiving dinner stuff <laughs> yeah he said thanksgiving dinner full and well sam also when he came out said there was no emf and no sulfur that he found so they totally crossed out ghost possession or demon possession so they're like yeah what would cause these two people to eat themselves to eat each other to death that their stomachs are so full it was like they had a big thanksgiving dinner uh then the conversation moves into what their plans are for saturday being that it's valentine's day dean's like meh nothing probably stay in watch a movie or something really innocuous and sam's like what's wrong and dean's like nothing and that was the end of that like he's grumpy yeah, because I guess Dean usually on Valentine's Day likes to go out to bars and hit on lonely women and, you know, take one home and have his fun and be done with it. So Sam thought it was pretty unusual that Dean was just going to stay home this time. Uh, next scene, we see there's two people at work. Uh, it's like a boss and co-worker, and the boss is kind of giving him crap for not being at the ball, being on the ball at work. I guess he turned in some report that was sort of half-assed, and this guy is always on the phone with his girlfriend. Well, this guy's girlfriend actually comes in, and the boss is like, oh, Jesus, what is going on here? Um, The dude gets up to go talk to his girl, and then the boss makes like a, oh, she's got you whipped. Does that nonsense. And then the girl just pulls out a gun and shoots him dead. And I'm like, wow, she cannot take a a joke. No. (laughs) Um, Then they decide that they have a great idea on how they can stay together forever. And then we, camera goes outside, and we see and hear two gunshots. Yeah, before the camera went outside, she was holding the gun to her her chin. So, you just assume that she shot herself, and then he grabbed the gun and shot himself. And yep, that was the end of that. Sam and Dean. Then they're back at the they're investigating at the coroner's. Um, Sam in the hallway uh, spots this creepy bald looking dude. Um, he would have just like passed by in the background, except the camera sort of lingered on him a bit and showed Sam's face as being like, who's that dude? Uh, there are, so they're at the, uh, there to investigate that mutual suicide that just happens. Uh, the coroner shows them around, uh, and says, have, basically tells the boys like, have fun in doing your investigation, clean up, uh, after your, you know, clean up after yourselves. Bye. Yeah. Which is kind of odd. I'm like, man, if this coroner had two investigators come in, you think he'd have to stick around or something, but... Right, because yeah. of the fact that if anything happened to any of the evidence, you, he would not have a record of what, who did what to what, you know? Yeah, it, it's... Talk about a time to tamper with evidence. Just leave these two clowns behind. Well, we see Sam and Dean. They're going through the body parts because uh, he's got them all in, like, Tupperware containers. Um... Sam spots that on the hearts they have a mark on them and it's like a little letter of some sort. Uh, Dean asks if this is maybe something that's the same sort of thing as on their ribs because remember Sam and Dean's ribs are all carved up with crazy symbols to protect them. 
Right, because uh, Sam made the comment that it looked like Enochian, which is the language that the angels speak. Dean, uh, Dean calls Cass on the phone, tells him where they're at. Cass instantly shows up and is like close talking with Dean. It's a pretty funny scene because they're just like nose to nose immediately. Well, they're nose to nose. And Cass is like, I'm there now. And Dean's like, yeah, I got that. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I know. And then Cass says, I'm going to hang up now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, Cass IDs those marks as the mark of the union. Yes. And it's... It comes from what we know as a Cupid or a cherub. Cass says that a cu it seeming seemingly that the Cupid has now gone rogue and is somehow making people kill each other and that he needs to stop them before he kills again. Back at a bar, uh, we see Sam, Dean, and Cass. They're all hanging out. Uh, Dean's got his burger as always, but he kind of he puts ketchup on it, but pushes it away like he's not hungry. So Cass decides that he'd try it, and this is the first time we've ever seen Cass eat or drink anything, right? Yes, it is because the angels don't need to eat or drink. Yeah, so uh, Cass is tucking into his burger, but then he senses that Cupid is there. There's a bit of wind that blows around, and then we see a couple starts making out. Um, back, I don't know where they go now, but Cass has the Cupid tethered, some angelic tether between them. Yeah, I think they just went to the back of their restaurant, like a storage room or something. Okay. Uh, and so he's trying to pull them to him. Um, he doesn't show up for a moment, but then up behind them pops, up behind Dean pops a kind of fat naked guy and grabs him and gives him a big hug from behind. <laughs> I think it goes to com it goes to commercial then. Comes back and yeah, we see a naked fat dude and he gives goes around and gives everyone hugs. Dean mentions that he does not like that and Cass is like, "Yep, nobody does." So this is this must be a thing that Cupids do. They're naked fat dudes and they're super friendly. Well, well here's what Dean said. This is a fight. Are we in a fight? And Cass just says, "No, this is their handshake." That's when Dean says, "I don't like it." And then Cass says, "No one likes it." <laughs> Uh, the Cupid seems really friendly, though, and he asks, hey, buddies, what can I do for you? And Cass is like, uh, dude, you're murdering, what are you doing murder, having people murder each other? And the cherub then is just, like, shocked that, oh, my God, I shot people, and then now they're dead? And he starts breaking down and crying. He feels totally guilty. Uh, the boys look at each other and let Cass to wander over and talk to him. I think it's because it's a fat naked dude. Yeah, Either one of them wanted to really deal. And he's now crying. Right. It's, yeah, basically because he's naked and Sam and Dean wanted nothing to do with that. So Cass walks over, puts his uh, hand on his shoulder and apologizes for hurting his feelings. Uh, the Cupid turns around, gives Cass a great big hug again. They're buddies. <laughs> and uh, this Cupid claims that he was just following orders. And uh, he even asked Cass, like, just read my mind. Like, I don't know anything about nothing. I'm just going out and matching up people I was told to match up. And so, like, this guy just stands back and I guess lets Cass do some mind probe thing. And Cass confirms, oh, he's telling the truth. And Dean picks up on that whole thing where the Cupid said, I'm just following orders. And Dean's like, whose orders? Well, they're from heaven. And then everyone's like, wait, why does heaven care? Well, they typically don't care, but we find out heaven controls bloodlines. 
just like you, Sam and Dean, you had to be born. So we know that now heaven has been controlling bloodlines forever just to make those two. Right, yeah, he said that they, Sam and Dean needed to be born because John and Mary were a top priority in heaven. It had to do with some dynasty and their bloodlines going back thousands of years. So, and we learned that the other day too about uh, someone mentioned that Sam and Dean goes back way back to Cain and Abel. Yeah, we know that they're destined to be. I guess we didn't know how that was happened. Well, now that we know, heaven sends out cupids to make people bone and produce children. <laughs> well, I mean, what else is it? Exactly. Uh, Dean is pretty annoyed by all this, punches Cupid, and Cupid vanishes. <laughs> Sam then asks Dean, what the hell is wrong with you? And Dean's like, nothing, and storms out. Back at the morgue, uh, the coroner w says, hey, you know, you guys told me to give you a call anytime I found something weird. Well, I found another weirdo. This guy died last night eating too many Twinkies. So not only did this guy eat so many Twinkies that his stomach burst, but then after that, oh, my pop filter. Jeez, did you hear that? Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> so not only that, uh, he ate him until his stomach broke, but then he just started taking Twinkies, putting them in his mouth, and ramming them down his throat with a toilet, toilet brush. brush. That was gross. It's like, man, could you have found something without a ton of spikies on it? <laughs> Maybe that was the best way to get everything down there. They could have used anything besides toilet brush. Oh, and that noise is Dan screwing on his filter so he doesn't pop his peas anymore. Yeah, ah. we're, we're gonna have to get I'm gonna have to get two of these or now that I got two mics on my desk like some sort of wacko. Yeah. Okay. Um so Sam calls uh Dean up. Because it was just Sam at the morgue there investigating that. He calls up Dean. They compare notes. Uh, Sam steps outside of the morgue and he spots that same creepy bald dude as before. So he uh, tails him. Sam gets the drop on him, uh, pushes him up against the wall, says, Hey, I know what you are. Pulls out the demon knife and starts cutting at him. And yeah, it causes cuts in his flesh and he starts burning and searing, uh, leaving some blood uh, on the knife. The uh, demon, though, he somehow slips away. I don't know if he just fought him, fought away or just slipped out of his jacket or what, but somehow the demon splits running. I think maybe because Sam was so distracted by the demon blood. Okay, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That makes sense. Well, this guy, as he's running away, though, dropped his briefcase. And, yeah, Sam then took, takes another look at the dagger, and you can tell he's having a really hard time not licking it. Anything else? Yeah, no, as a matter of fact, he just, he quickly grabbed a cloth and wiped it off to prevent himself from licking it. So back at the hotel, Sam and Dean, they have the briefcase and they're discussing it and they figure, let's open it up. So they pop it open and a bright light flashes out of it. They wonder each other what it was. Once again, our buddy Cass pops up behind them and says, it's a human soul. <laughs> Cass is still, uh, by the way, though, Cass, like, shows up with a burger in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's put this whole thing together, though. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes Cass is a big dum-dum, but he put this entire thing together at this point. Uh, the, the problem is that this whole town is suffering from famine. Everyone is starving for something. And Cass's own hunger, which he never has, is what tipped him off he's like i shouldn't be hungry and want to eat burgers 
Right. He said it was because his vessel, Jimmy, he has a love of red meat. So that's why now he just can't get enough of these burgers. We see two SUVs pull up next to a bar and an old guy in a wheelchair is helped out and uh, gets pushed into the bar. As there, as this whole uh, gang goes into the bar, everyone in there starts going berserk. That You see a waitress stealing money and stuffing it into her bra. There's people making out like crazy. Uh, there's a guy working the kitchen that's hungry for some fries before they're done, and he just plunges his hands into boiling oil and then grabs a big handful and shoves them in his face. And I don't know why, but sticking your hands in boiling water or boiling oil always makes me wince. Yeah, and I could tell, because I knew the same <sighs> scene was coming up, having seen um, Supernatural so many times, and just because of Dan's reaction, like, I, yeah, I kind of knew I think it's a combination of watching kind of the later version of Children of the Damned, where they make that lady shove her hand in some boiling water, and just me working at McDonald's and being around a lot of boiling oil and realizing that that would super hurt really bad. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine a burn much worse than that. Uh, yeah. it's It just makes me wince every time. Uh during the whole time that this is happening, there's a voiceover by Cass kind of explaining it all, too. So it, he really fills out. He, he kind of narrates the scene, more or less. And then we see that at the bar, everyone is now dead. Uh, the creepy bald guy from before comes in and reports to the wheelchair man that, hey, by the way, Sam Winchester's in town. He, he uh, jumped me and uh, cut me up a bit. The guy in the wheelchair is like, okay, cool. Uh, where's that dude's soul at? And he's like, yeah, I dropped it when I ran off and away from Sam Winchester. Don't worry, though. I'll go get you another one. And he quickly, like, tries to walk off. The guy in the wheelchair, though, he's like, I'm hungry now. <laughs> and uh, he forces the demon to smoke out of the vessel, and he eats it. It blows into his mouth then. Yeah, yeah. And, well, another thing, when we see Cass was narrating, because... Dean thought, well, you mean everyone's going to eat themselves to death? And Cass is like, no, famine. If you're an alcoholic, you're going to crave alcohol. If your food is your thing, if sex is your thing, whatever it is, it's not necessarily starving to death. It's just having that extra super bad craving for whatever is your kind of like your, I don't say downfall, but can't think of the word of it. Your turn. Okay. <laughs> if I can think of the word, I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, Sam is cleaning up at the hotel, like his face, you know, he's in the bathroom taking care of himself. You can tell he's kind of uh, pretty hungry for some demon blood, it seems. Uh, Cass is still chowing down on hamburgers the whole time. Uh, Dean asks, uh, no, Cass asks Dean, how did they stop the last guy? And then Dean tells him, like, well, he had a ring on him and we just cut his ring off. And... Uh, Sam is in the bathroom, continuing to go nuts, just fiending for demon blood. He steps out of the bathroom and admits to uh, Cass and Dean, I'm sorry, guys, but I am probably not safe to go with you. I've been addicted by this. I am famished for demon blood, and I'm going to do anything it takes to get it. Um, so you guys need to go cut off that finger without me. And he has to be locked down in the room. 
Yeah, and Dean asked, he says, okay, Cass, can you just, you know, zap him out of here, get him to Montana or something, or, you know, really far away? And Cass says, no, he's already been infected, so no matter where he goes, he's going to be craving this demon blood until we get this ring off this dude's finger. So Dean is handcuffs Sam down to the bathroom sink, like the plumbing under the sink. Uh, they shut the door, Cass pushes a big armoire then in front of the bathroom door, and they leave. Mm-hmm. Back at the morgue, uh, we learn that the guy that they've been working with this whole time, he drank himself to death. And a detail that I forgot to mention was the last time that they were at the morgue for the Twinkie Man. He did, like, pull out, you know. He pulled out a flask. A flask and, yeah, took a swig from it, which is typically nothing you do. It's something you don't do at work. No, no, not at all. You shouldn't do at work. (laughs) If you do do that at work, I advise you to seek help you know maybe in the 60s they did after watching mad men they drank a lot at work but yeah in 2010 no probably not a good thing Nah, you don't yeah 2010 nobody should be walking around with a flask unless you've got a real problem uh so yeah he drank himself to death uh dean is pretty sad about this like it seems to have hit him because he liked that dude which is weird because as far as i know he only met him once when uh, sam has now met him a couple of times because Sam has met him three times. Uh, yeah. Met oh, him once. You're right. You're right. Because, yeah, Sam was the first one to talk about him. Then they, when they both went in and examined the bodies, then the doctor was there. And then the third time with the Twinkie guy was just, just Sam. Sam. Yeah. So this hits Dean hard, which is a little odd. But well, maybe Sam talked very highly of him as they were going and <laughs> picking up casts and more burgers. I don't know. Or it could be that the doctor took that swig out of his flask in front of Dean, and Dean probably talks, ah, a kindred spirit. That could be it, too, because we know that Dean uh, drinks to cover his pain as well. Yes, he does. You are right. It might be a bit of the kindred spirit uh, thing there. And and that would bum him out, like, oh, Jesus, I thought that guy was cool drinking at work, but he ended up dead, you know. I don't want myself to end up like that. Yeah, exactly. Hmm, interesting. I'm going to go with that. Uh, Cass puts his hand on the dead dude, and he can tell that they have not harvested his soul yet. Back at the hotel room, we see that Sam is having a pretty tough time. He's starting to squirm around in his handcuffs on the bathroom floor. So... Uh, it looks like Dean has uh, Cass have set a trap because Dean is on stakeout in front of the medical center, first alone, and then Cass shows up eating another burger. <laughs> uh, and he tells him like, "Dean, burgers make me happy." <laughs> <laughs> and Cass was like, "By the way, uh, I notice you're not craving anything. What are you hungry for?" And Dean's like, "What?" I- I'm hungry for anything when I want it. If I'm hungry, I go eat. If I want sex, I go to a bar. You know, whatever I want, I just go get it. And right now, I don't need anything. During the, that conversation, though, is cut off because Cass spots the uh, another one of those demon dudes are walking out uh, of the medical center with the briefcase. So it looks exactly like the other guy, pretty much. Right, exactly. So we know that, oops, he's got the soul. He's heading to famine. Yeah, he jumps. So he jumps in his car, takes off. Dean pulls out and starts tailing him. Uh, Sam is now back at the hotel trying to rip the plumbing apart, basically. Like, he's <laughs> ready to get out of there. Now he's fighting. He's he's working towards that. He, uh, he There's some noises, though, outside. He assumes that it's Dean and Cass already back. And he's like, wait, what happened? I'm not cured. Yeah. 
and uh, well, no problem because the armoire gets pushed aside, the door opens, and two people from uh, the the famine horsemen support team show up. <laughs> they are his support team. Well, they I, had to help him out of the put the SUV. They had to put well, him in. A, yeah, I, I put, because uh, they looked like um, Secret Service, so I put, you know, Famine's agents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got this pretty uh, pretty cool crew around him. Only the douches because they wear sunglasses at night. They might be blind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could be. It's just a whole group of jazz musicians. <laughs> Leave them alone. Um, let's see, where am I at here in my notes? Oh yeah, so they show up. Uh, Sam, so Sam breaks free at this point, or they let him free. I don't know exactly, but somehow Sam and everyone is kung fu fighting. Sam quickly grabs a piece of broken glass, stabs the girl in the neck. Oh my God, it's demon blood eating time! Ah. So Sam quickly uh, dives in on her neck, starts eating a bunch of blood. Uh, the the dude demon that was there tries to attack Sam, but Sam's now got his full powers back. Force pushes him away, and tells him to wait his turn. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Tells him to wait his turn. Back at the restaurant, uh, Cass and Dean show up, and Dean asks, "Hey, what's what's our plan here?" Cass is like, "Go in, cut off finger, come back." <laughs> <laughs> and Dean's like, yeah, that's foolproof. <laughs> and then when Dean turns to talk to Cass again, Cass is gone. Yeah, he's already in there. Um, Do they ever show you, like, Cass actually blinking away or coming back? No, they always cut away. And then, then they, like, cut away because, like, yeah, Dean looks away in the back. Oh, then the seat's empty. So they never really show him, boop, blinking out. I'm not going to lie. I think it'd be a lot cooler just to see him just bink. Just, you know, like they show them both and just, he's gone. No yeah. cut or nothing, but just have him vanish. Yeah. In a one solid cut. You know, back in the day, they d- did that with special effects, but the camera was always like wiggled just a little bit. Everyone would move just a little bit. Right. They Yeah, they tried to get everyone to stand per- or keep perfectly still, and the actor that was supposed to disappear gets out of the scene. But you're right. You could always tell when the camera comes back on because people had moved just enough that yeah. it made a difference when yeah. they turned that camera back on. I, I think with... Uh, I think with the technology in 2010, they could have done that. They could have kept the whole frame completely dead still and been able to put Moshe in and out of a scene. Well, they could even just have post... Because uh, I'm sure this... I don't know if this went on film at the time. I don't know how they did this. But right now, I think everything doesn't go on video. Okay, they could have just cropped him out of the picture. Like when a minute cast oh, there. Nowadays, next yeah, nowadays it's dead simple. I mean, with, with CGI, we, you right. can do it on your phone. Right. Uh, you can just do a composite shot and uh, make that look seamless. So, but, yeah, I wish they would do that. Because I find that whole, like, idea of people just, like, instantly in existence and, like, instantly gone from existence, like, really fascinating. Um, I guess when I write my own, you know, supernatural movie and get produced, <laughs> I'll make sure that that's in there. Uh, okay, let's see. Why do I always lose place in my notes? They, uh, oh, so he leaves, but then it seems like it's only about a couple of seconds, and Dean's like, this is taking too long. And he hops out of the car and goes into the restaurant. How long do you think that was before Cass vanished and then him being annoyed that it's taking too long? 
It seemed like it was just three seconds. You're right. It didn't seem like it was very long, but it, it could have been longer. I don't know. I'm a, What I'm thinking is Dean was figuring Cass had time to blink in there, cut off the finger, get the ring, and blink back, and should have been able to do that within just a few seconds. Yeah, that's true. If it is just like a three-second thing, he probably was thinking like he'll just have <laughs> some loppers and just blink in, bloop, cut it, well, grab it, he, and run. Because Cass had the demon knife with them. Yeah, so he could have just chopped it real quick when no one was looking. Um, so he says, it's taking too long. So he goes inside. Dean gets inside, looks around. There's still the dead people just laying all over the place from whatever they died from in there. And spots Cass, and he's just on the floor eating a restaurant tray full of raw ground hamburger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demon then comes in and beats up Dean. And Dean gets hauled to Famine. They go back and forth a little bit about what's going on. Famine says that hunger comes not just from the body, but also from the soul as well. Mm-hmm. And Dean, don't you wonder why you're not hungry? And at this point, I'm like, oh, my God, Dean doesn't have a soul. <laughs> right? Isn't right. that what we're supposed to think? That's what, it made, that's what he made it sound like if uh, the hunger comes from the soul and Dean is not affected. It's like, oh, my God, Dean doesn't have a soul. Exactly. I'm like, oh, my God, is, where's Dean's soul at? <laughs> is it still in hell? Does an angel have it? Like, what's, that, that really, like, spun me out. Um, famine then... Uh, goes over gets up close to dean to find out what he's actually hungry for inside keeps taunting dean and eventually says you know why you're not hungry because you're already dead inside yep exactly those are some fighting words buddy (laughs) uh sam must have caught an uber or a crosstown bus or just ran (laughs) but he's got a huge bloody face he's got the red wings going yeah uh, famine says, oh, I see you uh, You had the snack I sent you. And then everyone's like, what? Wait. Even Sam, I think, is like, you sent those purposely for me to eat? And then I'm like, uh-oh, the trap is set. Mm-hmm. Well, because he did mention that Sam was just like Satan wanted him. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that Lucifer wanted him with these powers. Yeah, and Famine's like, hey, so now that you've started eating... Here, eat all of these, too. And then <laughs> Famine smoke. I think, don't all the demons look around at each other like, oh, shit. Yeah, they do. Like, what the hell? <laughs> and then they smoke out and all of their vessels drop dead. Uh, Dean says, no, you know, from like the background of, oh, my God. Uh, Sam then force exercises. Well, first, uh, Famine made a comment about uh, Sam going for it, and he didn't, so it Famine's like, okay, I will. And so that's when he consumes all the demon smoke himself. Yeah, I've got this all backwards. So Famine offered up these people not smoked out, but in their vessels for him to suck on their necks. Right. So then Sam says, no, don't go around and suck on all these people's necks. That's when Sam force exercises all the demons. So he won't be eating demon blood. Right. Um, Famine then says, fine, I'll eat them then. And then they all blow into his mouth. Um, Sam tries to force kill Famine, and Famine's like, no, that doesn't work. You know, not going to work on me, buddy boy. I'm a horseman, not a demon. And Sam's like, fine, but I think this will work. 
And then, like, Sam puts his hand up, and it seems like all the demons are just swirling around inside of Famine's body like a uh, like a food processor, I'm assuming, <laughs> just chopping him to pieces. And then it kills him, right? Yeah, it did, because immediately Cass stopped eating the raw meat. And, yep, camera's away. Like, well, that was, I guess there was no ring involved there. It just needed the Sam Jernigan's body. There was, because they did take the ring. Um, they don't show it in this episode, but I know from future episodes that they do collect that ring. What the heck? Why didn't they show that? I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Because I was left also with questions of like, okay, so the one dude was a ring. Now this guy, you just had to give him an internal swirly. Like, <laughs> why are the rules different for all these guys? Well, cuts, uh, camera comes back and we see Dean and Cass are down in Bobby's basement it's getting really sad that I'm starting to recognize these fairly nondescript locations just by kind of the crap in the background a little bit. Well, when you see those big iron doors and it sounds like Sam's in an echo chamber, you know he's got to be at Bobby's in their, their safe room. Yeah. So Sam is drying out and Cass assures Dean, don't worry, he'll be fine. He just needs to dry out. Dean says, yeah, I need some air. And he goes and walks outside. Outside, then we see uh, Dean drinking, which is the first time this whole episode we've seen him drink, when normally he drinks and eats a lot. Yeah, you're right. It's almost like famine had the opposite effect on him. He didn't crave anything. He didn't crave sex, because he didn't go out for Valentine's Day. He didn't crave food. Didn't crave alcohol. Yeah, this whole thing was opposite day for Dean. <laughs> exactly. Dean looks up in the sky and says, just, he can't do it. I need help. Someone come help, please. Yeah. And then end of the episode. Yeah. All of this just flew by. Well, there was so much to cover. The, Not a dull moment. You know, Mary and John having to get together, the horsemen, uh, just all that other stuff. Dealing with Dean being dead inside practically and just being so fed up and done with it and Sam and his addiction and... There was a lot to pack in there. Yeah, I'm counting just how many scenes we had. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27 separate scenes in that episode. Um, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start chopping this up just like... I do that loosely in my notes, just so I know, like, break pauses in our conversation. But I'm actually going to start doing that. So when they cut from one thing to another, I'm going to put a space. And to kind of uh, judge, you know, kind of these faster episodes and these slower episodes and see what it's like. But this one was 27 different scenes. Right. And this one also, because they cut from Cass and Dean back to Sam and back and forth, those were scene cuts, too. Yeah, and there were scene cuts that actually meant something. It does get annoying when they basically are laying two scenes on top of each other because they're happening at the exact same time, and you got to be up-to-date on both activities. That Then it gets annoying, and I would only count that as kind of one scene <laughs> that's happening in two different locations. But um, really good. I mean, we got the backstory. We know how Heaven has been manipulating. Again, uh, Cupid's just getting orders from Heaven without any real, like, backup too yeah <clears throat> you know he's just doing his job being a, a cupidy pretty, pretty anonymous how that heaven works how mm -hmm. the orders from the top just come down <laughs> mysteriously and you gotta have faith in them exactly that's it all you can do is follow them um 
So, uh, Valentine's Day, Cupid, what do you think of all that? Oh, geez. Were I hate Valentine's Day. No, not at all. I mean, no, as a, you remember as a kid that you always had those stupid Valentines you shared with your classmates and stuff, but no. Yeah, that was the worst. The night before, having to write down everyone's name on the back of a stupid card. Then you had to look at them, too, because you aren't going to, like, give your friend some cheese ball card. Right, right. Whereas, yeah, I, I hated that, too. And I still hate Valentine's Day because it's mm-hmm. a completely one-sided, lopsided, ridiculous, <laughs> hurt feelings holiday. Yeah, pretty much it is. Yeah, guys out there, how many guys out there have ever received anything for Valentine's Day? Please leave a message. <laughs> I'll wait. Don't hold your breath. Now, if you say women out there, have you ever received anything for Valentine's Day? Pretty much everyone at some point in their life has received some sort of romantic gesture on Valentine's Day. Pretty much, yes. For men, nope. Some women do buy men stuff. I haven't. <laughs> but. Okay, some, yes. But definitely more women get stuff on Valentine's Day than men, for sure. Some people are born with tails as well. Yeah. <laughs> the odds are probably about the same. Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So I. It is kind of, you know, I, I thought once Sam got over his demon blood addiction, we'd never hear about that again. But, yeah, he's still got it going on, man. Once you turn that cucumber into a pickle, you can't turn it back into a cucumber. That's for sure. It's something you, you learn when you go through those programs. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? Do we have a death count? Or 21 anything? is the body count. Wow, someone went through and counted all the people in the restaurant? I guess so, yeah, because you had the couple that ate each other, a couple that committed suicide, plus the dude she sh- shot, the guy that ate all the Twinkies, the doctor that c- drank himself to death, and then all the people in that restaurant. How is that police department going to explain that situation when the local news gets a hold of, this entire restaurant died? <laughs> These two people died. I don't know. Why is Trevor still on the damn floor in his basement <laughs> dead? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> All right. There needs to be an investigation as to where's all the news reporting happening in the supernatural universe. Exactly. Someone must be in control of the news department to cover it up. It's a huge cover-up. Okay. So I know I already asked this once. Anything else? No. That's it. Episode for tomorrow? Oh, you're going to love this episode. Um, Season 5, episode 14, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. Okay. Um, right now, I'm assuming it's about some old Yosemite Sam-looking character in a mine. Let's just say this episode introduces one of our favorite recurring characters. Our or you? Oh, our. okay. I know who it is then. Yep, you know gotcha. exactly who it yep. is. Yep. Yeah, and now that you said that that title, I remember this title. Yep. I don't remember the episode per se, but I know exactly what's going to happen, and that's going to be awesome, and we're going to talk a lot about it, I think. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Cool. Uh, Just a reminder, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over. Join us and say hi. Penny posts the episode every day, sometimes early, so, you know, if you want to get in on the ground floor, (laughs) possibly have a 30-minute heads up on uh, everyone else in there. Because, you know, it's first come, first serve. If you don't get there in time, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, that's how hosting files on the internet is. We've only got so many to hand out, people. There's only 100 podcasts to give away every day. Go easy. 
Uh, we have an awesome website, though, uh, curated by Penny over there called coupleofidgets.com. All of the episodes get posted up there. One thing I want to add in, I write some pretty funny jokes, I think, for the... Uh, for the descriptions, yeah. For yes. the descriptions. I, I've gone back through. We've done a couple of modifications to the website lately, so I've gone back through and looked at my old, my old descriptions. <laughs> I crack myself up. I mean, I do think I'm the funniest comic I know, but... <laughs> Uh, on top of that, and you even chuckle pretty good at them. And normally oh, you don't fall for my dumb jokes. No, I I think they're funny because it, I try to think of something funny. And I'm like, Dan, you're just going to have to do it because I can't think of it. And then I read what you put. I'm like, damn, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? Where are we at in this podcast? I don't know. You got to see. We're at 40 minutes wow this podcast is longer than the even episode. this podcast has <laughs> flown by what kind of living time warp are we sitting in i don't know it's the crazy time warp that is nuts i, I wanted to go through and just pull i'm gonna go through and just pull out a random i got we got a minute here i gotta call my father here in a moment and then the news is gonna come on but i, I got a couple of seconds here so if we go back to i'm just gonna pick a random one here uh season three episode three so uh oh bad day at black rock i know what bad that one day is at black rock so uh the description i put in dean strikes a big on scratchers while sam loses a shoe bobby sounds mostly fed up that the boys are screwing around all the time now if you think that that's actually what happened in the episode <laughs> <laughs> now that does happen in the episode yes but that is not really the gist it doesn't really encapsulate the storyline no it doesn't um, ep- uh, our uh, season three, episode thirteen, Ghost Facers. I love the <laughs> Ghost Facers guys. We will see them again. Sam and Dean face off with the Ghost Facers and face a ghost with space in his place for another case. <laughs> <laughs> um, Route six six six. Let's go. Uh, season one. Whoa, something screwy with this one. Yeah, we're going to have to look at season one, episode 113. Uh, oh, this one's kind of lame. Dan and Penny take an evil detour to watch Dean get lucky. Yeah, that's the one where that evil truck that was killing black people. Yeah. Dean, Dean's ex-girlfriend and all that fun stuff. All right. Uh, one more and then we'll, uh, we'll close this up. So season four, episode six, Yellow Fever. Dean screams like a little girl with a skinned knee. <laughs> Lilith drops in to say hello, and then Sam and Bobby commit a hate crime on a dude again. <laughs> <laughs> if you were just to go through and like try to figure out what this show was based on all of my descriptions, I think you would have a very different outlook on what this show is, much like third world countries and our championships. <laughs> All you do is wear the clothes of the teams that didn't actually win the game. you got to have a very different idea of what's happening. Exactly. Oh, God, my face hurts. I'm laughing so much. So, yeah, head on over to a uh, couple of widgets.com. Uh, give, give the podcast a listen. Listen to the, or read the description. It's on the website and in your podcast feed. All of that information is up at that website, couple of widgets.com. <laughs> And uh, if you know anyone that's also a Supernatural fan or, you know, just likes good, funny people, <laughs> uh, have them listen. Again, Again, I wanted to bring up our audio. Our audio is rough in the beginning. I think now it's pretty dialed in. I'm really proud.
the circuit be, be proud. Exactly. That sounds good. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Sorry, I was yawning. All right, everyone. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.